Draw back to Svechnikov, shot is put right on, is a shot, is Merzlikens gets a pad to it, still loose, Kane's poke at it, comes out, Pesci has it, he wraps, big play, and they score! Andrei Svechnikov, the extra work is paid off, and the Canes take a 1-0 lead. Dougie Hamilton has it on his back, he gets it to Slavin, turnover, and a block shot by McGinn, kept in though, Jones is shot from the top of the circle, and he scores, picks the corner. With 28.4 seconds left, Seth Jones gets his third goal in two games and ties this one at two. York Strand with the game on his stick here in the shootout. Ambles in on Reimer, looks, shoots, scores. And the Blue Jackets get the extra point. They'll win this one tonight. Final score, 3-2, just like we saw on Thursday night here between these two teams. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast on a gut-punch Saturday night at PNC Arena where the Hurricanes snatched defeat from the jaws of victory twice. Uh, in a 3-2 shootout loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets. They were going to lose a shootout at some point. Uh, they had won 10 straight, uh, but Columbus got what they deserved tonight. They got two points. They deserved those two points. I rarely, if ever, disagree with the head coach. I disagree. The Canes got what they deserved tonight. They did not deserve better. Not that they played poorly. They just picked the wrong times to play poorly. And I think the Hurricanes self-inflicted wounds in the third period. Each goal was the creation of a turnover, an un- unforced turnover in, in both cases. Uh, you go offside on a four-on-three power play. That's just a brain fart. Uh, and Andrei Svechnikov is a young player. Yeah, not an acceptable, not an acceptable mistake. I mean, that's just attention to detail. You can't do that. And uh, Carolina comes away with a loss. Uh, they get a point. But it's a bitter point, an absolutely bitter point. Uh, all right, we are uh, we are here. We're going to go do do a recap in a few minutes. We'll talk to Alec Campbell on the other side of a brief commercial interlude. The Canes Corner Podcast is brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Siding, roofing, windows, entry doors, gutter helmets, all of it. Go see online, aluminumcompany.com. You can get a free no-obligation estimate. Uh, the Hurricanes had, essentially, a one-goal lead on three different occasions tonight and did not make any of it stand. Uh, one nothing entering the third, and then flatulence right out of the gate in the third period. Uh, turnover, soft play, net front battle lost, ends up in your net. Uh, lucky bounce by Columbus, no question about that. But you make your luck uh, when the other team's making mistakes. And Columbus was also harder, I thought, on pucks uh, for the most part in the third period. Wasn't constant because Carolina scored two goals tonight doing the things that they need to do. They need to be a, a feisty team in the middle of the ice in front of the net. And that got them two goals. Uh, on a night where Columbus wasn't allowing anything pretty. I'll say this again about Columbus. Uh, I think the Blue Jackets are good. 
And I think their blue line with Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski is those two guys are absolutely elite, and it raises the level of everybody else. Uh, but I also think they play just a feisty game, and they have some really good players that I enjoy watching play, including Seth Jones, uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand, who was I, I think has been uh, one of the best players uh, – yeah, certainly one of the three stars for me in both games that they have played, even though I don't do stars when the Hurricanes lose. Uh, so the Hurricanes blow the one nothing lead early in the third, 39 seconds, and then they get the lead back with just over four on a hardworking Warren Fogle goal. But not hard enough late. Hamilton turns the puck over behind his net. Uh, it ultimately leads to a Seth Jones snipe. What an absolute monster shot. Uh, just what? Blocker side high. Great shot. Far side on Reimer. And now we're going to overtime. And then details. Elvis uh, Merzlikens with the highway robbery of Martin Natchez uh, on the doorstep. Great pass from Ajo across to Natchez. Should have been a goal. Great save by Merzlikens. And then you get the penalty. You get the power play. And you score. Except Svechnikov's offside. End of story. Uh, too many mistakes. Sports is a game of managing your mistakes. And the Hurricanes did not manage theirs. End of story. You've, you've heard this. I love golf analogies. It teaches us so much about life, doesn't it? Uh, golf is not a game of your best shots. It's a game of your worst shots. And Carolina's worst last night cost them dearly. Should have had a point. Should have had the extra point. Um, but they didn't. Because mistakes. Uh, let's get a, uh, well, let, let, let me throw a couple of thoughts here. Shootout, they lose. They ha I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot the uh, the third time they blew a one-goal lead. Uh, Dougie Hamilton gives them the lead on, in the shootout. Uh, and then James Reimer stones uh, Cam Atkinson and Ty Domi. And I think Domi's shot went high. Uh, Andre Svechnikov had Merzlikens beat, missed the net. Patrick Lyonet. Had Reimer beat, didn't miss the net. Nino Niederreiter, missed the net. Oliver Bjorkstrand, didn't miss the net. End of story. 3-2. Uh, Columbus pushing. Columbus going to end up being in the playoffs. They're going to be the team that we thought they were going to be all year long. Uh, and then it looked like John Tortorella had lost them. Guess what? He hasn't. He gained them back. Uh, Lion A is like uh, whipped cream for them. I don't even know how good Lion A is um, on a shift-by-shift uh, -shift basis. But the rest of that team is playing a lot more like the Columbus Blue Jackets need to play. It's actually, uh, I think they're an entertaining team to watch, uh, even if they make the game hard to watch. Because uh, I just think they play so hard and they're so good on pucks. Uh, but the Hurricanes, first of all, we need to understand that uh, we're now, what are we at, 17 games that Tero Teravainen has missed this year? Uh, more than they've than he's played? So we've got that. Vincent Trocek, this is the fifth straight game without Vincent Trocek. I'm not that surprised that they lost the last three. Trocek's presence in the lineup changes the game up and down the lineup for them. Uh, and while we can't blame... The uh, the you know can't say it's a it's a one line team based on Svechnikov, Stahl, and Faust creating a five on five goal that has to be more of the constant. Um, There's still they still seem to be now a light 
offensive team. Um, and you can't just pile up a bunch of goals against bad teams and say, well, there you go. You're going to have to figure out a way to score goals against good teams or you have to not give up leads in the third period. And we all know uh, everybody keeps harping on the, these silly questions about a oh, slow start. I think the finishes have been more, more problematic for me. Uh, and again, attention to detail in the third period was not good. Uh, Dougie Hamilton uh, extended his point streak to 11. Uh, you can have that point streak. Uh, Dougie Hamilton was also responsible for turnovers on the, uh, the two regulation goals for Columbus tonight. Uh, that play with Oliver Bjorkstrand finally getting the goal was created by a Hamilton turnover, and then he loses a net front battle. Uh, and yes, was it an unlucky bounce? Yes, it was absolutely an unlucky bounce. Uh, but Dougie needs to be better. Dougie needs to be more determined physically. Uh, you can't lose that battle, and frankly, you can't give the puck away. And he gave the puck away. And the worst part about the giveaway of the uh, of the puck in the third period with you know, 30 some odd seconds left uh, was that he wasn't under duress he had space he had time he could have just turned and flipped the puck out of the zone maybe he doesn't realize this but you have to be a little aware uh, that you've got time because Patrick Lyonet the player closest to him didn't have a stick he tried to get the puck to Slavin Great play, I think, by Boone Jenner to knock the puck down, but it was a it was a pass that didn't need to be made. These guys are too damn good with their sticks. You just can't. You're just not getting the, the puck past somebody like Jenner um, it, because um, unless he's right on top of you and he doesn't have time to react, they have plenty of time to react. Uh, anyway, I maybe I'm over being overly harsh, but uh, sorry, that's you can't give the puck away in that situation. You have a chance to win the game. Uh, 30, 35 seconds left or whatever it is. And then uh, the puck gets back to Lion. Eh? He finds Seth Jones. And Seth Jones is just an absolute monster. He's now got three goals uh, and three assists in five games against Carolina. Three goals in this uh, in this two games uh, here in Raleigh. Now, Canes get to go back to Columbus and play there twice. And the Blue Jackets are playing a style that is bothering Carolina. It's the style they think that the Hurricanes think they want to play. They can't play it. They're not good at it. They're just not. Uh, and uh, it was a particularly tough night, I think, for Jake Bean because of the way Columbus played against Jake Bean. Uh, I said this before. We'll talk about it with Alec Campbell in a couple of minutes. I believe the Hurricanes need two defensemen if they want to win a Stanley Cup. I think they need another forward, and they need two defensemen if they're going to win a Stanley Cup. Jake Bean, if he's going to be your fifth defenseman and he's going to be your power play guy, uh, that's fine, uh, assuming the role of Jake Gardner. Uh, but you need somebody to pair with him who's a little bit more physical, can uh, can be a, more of a stay-at-home guy. Uh, Bean is learning, but Bean was a mess tonight. It wasn't just... Uh, the fact that he was bodied off the puck a few times, uh, he made he, he had a couple of unnecessary turnovers. This was not a good Jake Bean night. Uh, if Jake Gardner were healthy, I wouldn't be surprised if he drew back in for a game or two. Uh, and Hayden Flurry has just been Hayden Flurry, and that's unfortunate. Uh, but they need more from him. And as for a forward, even if Trocheck is coming back soon, we don't know when Trocheck is going to come back. They could still use another top nine forward. 
somebody who could also play center. And I know everybody wants Eric Stahl to come back. Maybe. Maybe Stahl is the guy. Or maybe Mikhail Granlund of Nashville is the guy. Uh, I haven't been that impressed with Granlund in the uh, in the games against Nashville. I'll tell you the guy who I think would be a better acquisition, but you have to deal with uh, crossing the Canadian border, uh, is Sam Bennett of Calgary. I think Sam plays a pretty good, rugged, third-line center game. Uh, and on top of that, uh, if it uh, if Trocek comes back, you can always throw Sam down on the fourth line if you want. Uh, if Rod wants to spread out some of his grinder type players, but uh, to me, uh, Sam Bennett is a guy I think that could help. Uh, who knows whether it's going to work out with Daryl Sutter in Calgary? Uh, you think that uh, Bennett is a Daryl Sutter type player? Uh, anyway, um, so I think they need some need some tweaks to uh, to be a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. Um, I think they are a contender even as constituted, uh, but they really need, uh, they need Teravine and they need Trocek to come back. All right, let's get through the, uh, through the recap and then we'll talk to Alec Campbell in just a couple of minutes and we'll try to do the recap, uh, pretty quickly because there really wasn't a lot going on. Nothing in the first uh, then at 14.29 of the second, it's time to exhale. The grease is out, and Andrei Svechnikov ends a 21-game stretch without a 5-on-5 five -five goal. All back to Svechnikov. Shot is put right on. Is a shot, shot is Herzlikens gets a pad to it. Still loose. Keynes poke at it. Comes out. Pesci has it. He wraps. They fire. They score! Andrei Svechnikov. The extra work is paid off, and the Canes take a one-nothing lead. Hard work. Hard work in front. This was seconds and thirds. It was really good. I think the way Svechnikov scored that goal is as important as that he scored that goal. So, great. Take a one nothing lead into the third, and all you got to do is play a great, solid 20 minutes, and you skate out of here with a, with a regulation win. And then right off the bat, 39 seconds in, a series of mistakes, a giveaway, a retrieval. Uh, then you lose a puck battle. Uh, and then you, you lose a battle in front of the net. Dougie Hamilton tries to clear, loses it. Puck is put in. Reimer somehow gets the leg to it. And Stenlin gets a stick on it. It goes in. And the Blue Jackets have tied this one 39 seconds into the third period. It's a 1-1 game. It was unfortunate because the initial turnover was Dougie Hamilton's. And then Dougie uh, lost the net front battle with Bjorkstrand. Either Bjorkstrand or Stenland. Uh, either way, Stenland is another player who's uh, been really good. And unfortunately, Stenland is the player that Dougie was battling with at uh, center ice in Columbus a year ago uh, when he suffered the leg injury. Uh, it sort of evened out a little bit. I thought Columbus was still the better team in the third period for the most part. Uh, and then we get into the waning stages and Warren Fogle got to the front of the net. And that's where good things happen. Now Slavin's shot from the point gets through. Merzlikin gets the right pad to that. Another shot from the fourth. It's Fogel now jumping in. Loose puck. Kane's put it in. They score! Warren Fogel charging to the net. And he's put the Canes up. 2-1 with 4-13 left in the third. It's just such a shame they couldn't hang on to that lead. Uh, because with a little bit more than a minute left, there was another turnover, and Seth Jones to the rescue. 
Dougie Hamilton has it on his back end, gets it to Slavin. Turnover and a block shot by McGinn. Kept in though. Jones is shot from the top of the circle and he scores. Picks the corner with 28.4 seconds left. Seth Jones gets his third goal in two games and ties this one at two. Yeah, that's deflating. You hate to see that, but you get to overtime, and overtime is about what? Overtime is about possession. Possession and patience and waiting for the right shot opportunity, and Sebastian Ajo and Martin Natchez had it. With that, it's Natchez and Ajo. Ajo's in with a step. Looking across to Natchez, and what a save! How did Merzlikens rob Natchez on that one? Incredible save, glove save, Ajo around Wierenski, beautiful pass over to Natchez, one-timer, chipped it, just not high enough, but uh, you got to tip your hat to Elvis Muslikens. That was a great, great save. Brett Pesci drew a high stick call from Seth Jones, so uh, Columbus's best player, best penalty killer, in the box, in overtime, and Carolina had the game winner. Natchez jumps up above the rings now into the slot. Works it for Hamilton. He scores! Dougie Hamilton! Way to go, Hamilton! And the Canes win it in overtime. 3-2. to Except they didn't. Andrei Svechnikov leaked into the offensive zone ahead of the puck. Uh, New York or Toronto, the war room, they do overtime uh, offside. And they kind of buzzed the, uh, the rink at PNC Arena. And the Hurricanes lost the goal, didn't score in the power play, managed to survive to get to the shootout. Uh, and then Hamilton had the first shootout goal. Carolina Hurricanes. First one over the boards is Dougie Hamilton, who is two for four in the shootout this season. He goes wide, comes in on Merzlikens, fakes him out and scores! What an absolutely beautiful move by Dougie Hamilton and the Canes. Get the first marker in the shootout. Get that man some big... Yeah, give that man some whatever. Uh, Cam Atkinson stopped by James Reimer. Martin Natchez was stopped by Merzlikens. Domi misses high. Svetch misses wide. Lionet ties it up. Nino misses wide. And Oliver Bjorkstrand stepped in. Bjorkstrand with the game on his stick here in the shootout. Ambles in on Reimer. Looks, shoots, scores. And the Blue Jackets... Hit the extra point. We'll win this one tonight. Final score, 3 tickets, just like we saw on Thursday night here between these two teams. And that's all she wrote. Uh, we'll take a short break. We'll talk to Alec Campbell on the other side. I am Adam Gold. This is the Morning After Podcast. Remember, you can follow us, rate us, review us, give us five stars because you like it. Uh, and that's it. Give us some suggestions. Uh, I changed microphone colors and everything for this one, and the Hurricanes still didn't win. Uh, We'll talk to Alec Campbell on the other side. We'll see if I can do something different uh, the next time we pot. Alec Campbell, my man, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, Hurricanes Radio Network. Uh, And when the week begins between 12 and 3, we talk on the radio together at Alec Campbell 5 on Twitter. 
Um, the further I get away from this game, I think the the more disappointed I get. I don't know. I don't want to be overly dramatic, but I just didn't like the way Carolina finished this game off. To me, that's... They're, I think their problems have been more third period than first period for me. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I think when you look at the majority of the overtime games they've been in this year, most of them have been of the blown lead variety as opposed to the comeback variety. And I think I've, I chronicled them all at one point during the season. I can't remember exactly. I think it's just one game now. The last time they went to overtime where they came back and tied the game. There's that one. And then there's the very first overtime game they played this year against Tampa, which was a nothing, nothing regulation game. Right. So there was no lead or no blown lead or comeback. It was the only goal scored was scored in overtime. Every other one aside from the other night has been a blown third period lead. So I've been screaming this from the mountaintops just to kind of piggyback on, on the, you know, starting on time thing. That's not the issue. The issue is the, is the closing games situations. And not, not only that, but it's the in-your-own-end issues, which yes. are the reasons both goals were scored tonight, and that's how you blow leads in the third period. I mean, <laughs> that's it's, it's textbook recipe for blowing leads in the third period. So you're so saying... So I didn't hate... Go ahead, finish. Yeah, I didn't hate the first two periods. I, the Canes, I thought were actually a little more dominant than it appeared in the first couple periods. Like if you just go back and look at chances and stuff like that, um, they had far more chances than, than Columbus did. Although it was sort of a back and forth looking affair. It was a tightly played game, but I thought a pretty good played game. I thought it was a pretty well played game by both teams through two periods. And I was glad the hurricanes got out of the second period down one nothing because there towards the end it got a little yeah. bit loose in the second period. And I'm thinking to myself, don't give one up in the last minute or two of the second period. Well, lo and behold, they give one up 39 seconds into the third. So I don't know what the difference is None. between getting out of the second period and giving one up that quickly in the third period because that's just yeah. a really backbreaking type, deflating type goal to give up. They give they they give one up 39 seconds in. And they give one up 29 seconds to go. And I, t- I texted this to you. I said, this is going to be an overtime loss. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. And it, and, and the sad part is that it should have been an overtime win. And I think I texted after they, the, uh, overtime power play goal. Uh, and I said, the worst thing is that people are going to look at this and say, Dougie played a great game. Like he would have been the first star yeah. for two points. Um, and yeah. I mean, look, Everybody plays bad games. I'm not. I'm not saying Dougie's bad, a bad player or anything like that. Although I, I don't even care how people take it. Uh, but his two turnovers were the two goals. Yeah. Uh, so the first, yeah. the first goal, the Bjorkstrand goal, was the turnover, and then he loses the net front battle. So it was a double whammy on that play. Right. And then the worst part about the turnover on the Seth Jones goal was that Patrick Lyonet didn't have his stick. There was no pressure on him. He didn't have to p- try to make the pass to Slavin. He could have turned and just hoisted the puck, you know, into the air, out to center. He could have just cleared the zone. There was nobody pressuring him. Because uh, I, I kept, like, where was the turnover? I said, oh, the turnover was that early. 
it was early in that sequence. Um, and then the puck, look, I know that uh, it's a penalty when Roslovic is trying to uh, give the uh, lion a stick back to him the way he did it. You can't do it that way. I didn't hear anybody say that uh, Jordan Stahl shouldn't have tried to, um, you know, st- slide this stick to James Reimer the other night. Remember when Reimer lost his stick? And yeah. and Stahl skated over past it and tried to shovel the stick back to Reimer? Yeah. That's the same thing, right? Yeah, it's okay. it's it's the type of thing they do. To, they try to make it look nonchalant. Right. All the time. And it, it sometimes it gets called and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't even care that it wasn't called because the turnover is more important to me. The mis- that that yeah. mistake that mistake is more important to well, me. Well, I mean, any any time those things those types of things happen, it's going back and trying to find a loophole to the goal, right? That's really all those things are. They're loopholes. Right. It's like it's like you're just hoping that you can get this and use it to your advantage when so many other times you either your team does it or it, it, it works for you and doesn't get called or whatever. Um, so that that's, that's the way I feel about it or felt about it when it happened is it, it was just kind of a last ditch effort to try to eliminate the goal. And listen, had they gone back and looked at it and said, yeah, you can't do that and took the goal off the board, then cool. But you know, I, I don't. I don't ever rely on those things. Oh, I don't even think that's you know, reviewable. To, to take a, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know if it is. Yeah, but I mean, that isn't. Yeah. So the um, they actually blew three one goal leads tonight. They blew the one nothing mm-hmm. lead. They blew the two one lead, and then they blew the shootout lead. Hamilton scores first. Nature's, uh, Nature. Yeah. I, I think Nature's a little slow at the end. Uh, Svech missed the net. He had Merzlikens beat, then missed the net. Uh, Nino, I don't think he had Merzlikens beat, but he missed the net. And then uh, Lion A and Bjorkstrand uh, both score. They made it look kind of easy for me, but that's fine. It's a shootout. Uh, doesn't doesn't ever surprise me when somebody scores uh, in a shootout. Uh, but to me, the 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 play of the game is the Merzlikens save on Natchez. Yep. Uh, because that was just an absolute thing of beauty between Ajo and Natchez. And they at least they played the overtime. I thought they played the overtime right. You know, there was there were no low percentage shots. They valued possession. Uh, they were really good defensively. They didn't allow Columbus anything. Uh, and they just they don't they had, they got the power play goal. Svechnikov just came off his mental discipline and just. Yeah. I mean, that that's the that's the worst offside ever. Yeah, I I did not give Andre Spechnikov a star tonight just for that, and I'm happy for him that he was able to score a goal and you know get it in the five on five and you know break a six game goal drought and get his you know you know first goal in the five on five since February fourth or whatever it was twenty two games. Yeah, um, but I mean you just can't you can't you can't be offside there. You just can't. <laughs> Right. I mean, that's just uh, mental lapse, I guess. I don't know. Too even he said he was just too excited, too anxious. Um, but you know, he would have had the game won without that. Right. It would have. I mean. I mean. All right. It, it, it would. It doesn't affect the play at all if you're onside there. <laughs> like if you hold up for right. another second. It wasn't the like they were affected. gaining the zone with speed. They were just sort of cruising into the right. uh, into the offensive zone too. All right, so I you know me, I almost 
never disagree with the head coach. It's it's almost I'm sure it's comical to everybody uh, that I will always yeah. figure out a way to agree with what Rod Brindamore either says or does. Um, Same. <laughs> um, but I I disagree. I don't think they deserved a better fate tonight. I think they got what they deserved. I really do. Yeah. I think I, I think Columbus deserved the win. Columbus played better when it mattered. That that yeah. matters. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I I understand where you're coming from. I think I mean when you when you think about the Hurricanes having two leads, you know, one nothing and then two one. Um, the game was certainly there to be won for the Canes. And I don't necessarily think they played poorly, but they didn't play their best period in the third period. Tonight it happened to be in the third period. The other night it happened to be in the first period. And unfortunately, you know, Columbus can be a tough team to play. Yes. They're back to playing Columbus Blue Jackets hockey. They they are. The last two games, they have been very difficult to play against. Um, and they got two guys who have been killers to the Canes this year, Bjorkstrand yes. and Jones. Both have six points against the Hurricanes this season. They've been absolute killers. I mean, Seth Jones, the way he's shooting the puck is just, I mean, he might as well be a forward. He's elite. Getting um, an elite player. Yeah, he, he is so good. Um, but, yeah, man, they gave it up in the third period, and, you know, Columbus did what good, hard to play, veteran teams do when they're down a goal in the third period and they were the better team in the third no doubt about it but the game was there to be won for Carolina and again I don't I don't look at this as a situation where I'm worried necessarily about the Canes I mean I I get it you know where now we're here with the third winless game in a row if it becomes four you know when are we supposed to get worried about this but the truth the matter is there were probably a bunch of games within that, you know, eight game stretch that they won that they probably shouldn't have won. So now the, the, the tide has sort of been turned a little bit, but I still think they're playing good enough hockey in terms of chance generation that if they keep doing that, I think they'll eventually score more goals. But then of course, you know, Trocek and Terabyte being out are huge losses still. Yeah. But even so, they're still generating chances, and I think you know if you keep doing that, then the 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 goals will come a little bit later. Well, I well, I I agree with that. Um, and again, we keep saying this because it doesn't change until he plays again. Teravainen's missed more games than he's played. This was the yeah. fifth straight game they played without uh, Vincent Trocheck, uh, and right. for the fourth straight game, they don't score more than two goals. So, I mean, yeah. that's concerning for eight goals total in the last mm-hmm. four games. Uh, and they had been, I think, playing very well without Tavo Teravainen. Uh, I would actually, it's probably more accurate to say they had been playing very well offensively in spite of not having Tavo Teravainen. And we can, we can close our eyes and think, man, how much better is it going to get when Turbo comes back? Uh, but, I mean... Who knows when Turbo's coming back? Uh, and you know, I don't want to. I don't want to break this out into a very long conversation about what they need. Um, but they need another forward. They need somebody who can help 
uh, generate yep. some offense right now because I mean the Aho line was sort of held in check. I don't I don't think the Aho line was bad tonight, uh, but they were held in check by Columbus. And we it's good to see uh, the I thought the stall line was very good tonight. Uh, Svechnikov was obviously very active, and they get a, a hard working goal. And I think Martinuk, Fogel, and McGinn have been uh, an yeah. ex- an excellent fourth line. Unfortunately, it's their third line. Um, that's what their fourth. <laughs> that's what their fourth line needs to look like. So you add another forward, and then you bring in uh, you bring back Trocheck and Taravainen, and then Martinuk, Fogel, and McGinn is your fourth line. Uh, which is what it's supposed to be, uh, and honestly, they're they're way short of Tampa, unless they add something, or at least get Trocheck and Terravainen back. But I don't want I don't want to go that far. Uh, but they need to add another forward, and I thought their their uh, third defensive pairing was way exposed tonight by Columbus. It's not a good night for Jake Bean. Hayden Flurry is just is just ice time. Uh, at this point, he's not making many mistakes. Right. I don't, I don't see any mistakes by Flurry, but I also don't see any positive impact in the game. He's just, right. he's just giving people a breather, and um, you know, Shea does a lot of good for a lot of the mistakes he makes. Hamilton also does a lot of good for all the mistakes he makes. Um, but they need more. If that third pair can't be just uh, getting hemmed in and dominated the way they were, and um, so they they need help there too. So, uh, but you know my feeling on this. I think they need two serviceable NHL defensemen, uh, one to pair with Bean and the other to stand in the wings, wait in the wings, if they want to win. Yeah, I mean, um, and you know the truth about Teravine. The other thing about Teravine too is that when he does come back, I mean, it's probably going to be a couple of games before he, you know, you know rounds into form. Because he'll probably come back and he'll play like ten or eleven minutes in the first time back, and you know the last time he came back off the COVID list, it took him like I don't know two three games before he had like a four point night or something like that. So I mean, you don't just come off of these injuries and miss you know fifteen games and then suddenly everything's right back. So you know it's. It's a it's a rough loss. Yeah. Both of those guys are rough losses right now. He had a four game stretch where he had seven points. He had a goal against Dallas, a goal against goal and three assists against Columbus, uh, and then he had uh, two assists in a game that he got hurt against Chicago, uh, and then he missed uh, seven straight with a concussion. Came back and played the one game against Detroit, uh, and hasn't played mm-hmm. since. And now he's on the injured list. So that's this is seven games he has now missed. So it's 14 of the last 15 after missing three games with COVID earlier in the season. So uh, you just don't know what he's gonna what he's gonna look like when he comes back. But when he eventually does figure it out, uh, then you know Carolina's got another dangerous player. And the same thing with Trocheck. Uh, you know he's got a as what did Rod Brindamore what was the word he used today? He's got to heal up. Uh, so there's yeah. a, there's an actual injury that needs to heal. Uh, it's not right. like it's 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 not as gray as uh, Terravine. So uh, so there right. you go. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to uh, I wanted to ask you. I mean, no fault of of uh, Reimer on the second goal, right? Uh, no, not for me. 
not for me. I didn't. I thought Reimer was pretty good for the most part. I mean, I I, I thought there were. Um, he just he he gives up a lot of rebounds. Yes, um, he does. <laughs> like I, he he makes stops, but he doesn't control the puck all that well, or at least lately he hasn't. So I mean, I'd rather you make the stop, obviously, but um, I thought he was pretty good. But it's just it like I feel a little um, I don't know worried. Nervous. Every time a puck goes on net, yeah, <laughs> feel nervous. A little nervous. Like I feel, I, I feel like he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna make the, the first save, but then I don't know what's gonna happen after that, and yeah. so that makes me nervous. Uh, well, uh, big spot for Alex Nedeljkovich on Monday in Columbus. Not to mention, I, I thought tonight was. Did you know great. he's from Ohio? I, I, are you are you sure? Did you know that uh, Alex Nedeljkovic from Parma, Ohio? Are you sure? Really? So, yeah. I need to confirm yeah. that. You should, you should know that. I n- <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, big start. <laughs> I think from- he was, I think he was, I think he was youth teammates with Zach Wierenski too. Oh, I'm not really? sure. Can't remember. Did you know that know. Jacob? I can't Slavin, remember now. Did you know that Jacob Slavin and Seth Jones played on the same youth hockey team in Denver? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know Ned and Dylan Larkin were uh, were t- were youth teammates. Were they? I think there was one other player on there. It was one, I thought it was Warensky. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's somebody else. Gosh, I hope there was more than one other player on that team. They wouldn't be very good if no. it was just Dylan Larkin and Alex Nedeljkovic. Well, there were definitely one other player, but. Uh, it's another really good NHL player who's now eluding me. Either way, this is this is I'm ruining this podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, but it is a big start for Alex Nedeljkovic on yes, uh, on Monday, uh, and part of, part of me wants him wants him to stand on his head, and then with a two day break because they'll be in Columbus Monday, and then they don't play there again until Thursday. Part of me wants to see Ned get the next start too, but I'm I'm looking way ahead. This team needs to get two points in a hockey game uh, because suddenly mm-hmm. uh, it, it's hard to make up ground. And I'll just throw this out there: these two road games against Columbus, and then a game that is going to, if if they're treating it right, to the Hurricanes, feel like a playoff game next Saturday against Tampa. I think I think it's yeah. going to, it should feel that way to them uh, because that'll be the measuring stick to see where they are. But you know who knows who, if they're going to have uh, any other any players come back or if they're going to make a move. Uh, but I don't know. That's all I got. Yeah, yeah. I mean, depending on what happens with these next couple of games, too. You know, we'll see if they can get a couple of wins or like if they get a couple of wins in Columbus then I think that game's going to feel, you know, pretty big. Um, but if they lose the next couple, I mean, it'll still be, a, you know, they'll still need to get the win there, but it's just going to feel like, like sometimes I feel like whenever you, you've lost a bunch of games and then you get a win, it's sort of like the your due factor. And it's not a great measuring stick of whether or not you've actually found your game or if you just kind of pulled one out for a night. Right. 
So if they've won a couple of games and then they get a win over Tampa, then I'll feel a lot better about it. But I think it depends on what the feel for me in that game is going to depend on what happens in the next two. Yeah, they've uh, they 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 need to play. I, I I'm not even going to use the term 60 minute game. They played hard. They played hard today. Just gave the puck away. Uh, so they need to clean that up because it was uh, it was pretty ugly. And there were plenty of turnovers that didn't result in goals too. So uh, because Reimer did play well. All right. On that yeah. uh, on that note, enjoy your Sunday, sir. Uh, we will talk again on Monday. All right. Sounds good, Adam. Talk to you later, man. It sounds fantastic. All right, man. One point. At least they got one point. Well, could have had two, should have had two, didn't really deserve two in the end because Columbus played better when it mattered. And that's my takeaway from the game. Whether, uh, whether anybody else agrees with me, that's fine. I think Carolina got what they deserved because I think Columbus deserved two points tonight. The Aluminum Company of North Carolina brings you the Canes Corner podcast after every Hurricanes game. And we invite you to go online for a free no-obligation estimate at AluminumCompany.com. They're on Hamlin Road in Durham. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Until after Monday's game in Columbus, game three of this four-game series, Carolina not good so far with these long series against one team. They lost three of four to Tampa, and they have now dropped the first two, both in overtime, to the Blue Jackets, but ah, Columbus gets two points. Carolina gets one point. No bueno. We will see you Monday night on the Canes Corner Podcast. I'm Adam Gold. Bye. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast.